0: Welcome to Published, a podcast by Greenleaf Book Group, where we'll discuss the ins and outs of the publishing industry, from writing a book and finding the right publisher, to gearing up for a book launch. And now, here's your host, Greenleaf
1: Book Group CEO, Tanya Hall.
0: Welcome back to Published. Today, I'll be speaking with Christina Nelson, the Customer Access Division Manager at the Austin Public Library. Libraries are a cornerstone of our communities and they hold special significance for authors. Not only do they provide a quiet place to write and a wealth of resources to draw inspiration from, they can also introduce an author's work to a broader audience. When a book is added to a library's collection, it gains exposure from readers who might not have otherwise discovered it. Libraries also bring people together through book clubs, author events and educational programs which provide opportunities for authors to engage directly with readers and receive valuable feedback. Today, Christina will draw from her experience overseeing collections and acquisitions and share how to get your book into libraries, how to coordinate an author event at your local library, and how authors and libraries support each other. And while she's speaking specifically about the Austin Public Library, you can take what she's telling you and apply that to your local community as well. All right, Christina, welcome to Published.
1: Thank you. Good morning.
0: Good morning. We're happy to have you today. So why don't you start by introducing yourself and telling us
1: about what you do? My name is Christina Nelson, and I am the Customer Access Division Manager with Austin Public Library. And this specific division is responsible for quite a bit of the core services in that we are the folks who choose the print and digital resources that are then available for all of the 21 branch locations, and we are also responsible as well for the cataloging and processing of those materials, as well as our customer service team, which answers the calls from customers or from APL staff about their library accounts or events or things that are going on around the city. And we also have our school partnerships librarian, which is also part of this division. And they connect students from across Travis County with APL student cards.
0: I love it. And I'm sure the aspiring or current authors who are listening have one major burning question, which is how do libraries choose those print resources or the the titles right that you guys bring in how do you choose those books and are there certain genres or subjects that sort of trend or are more attractive to you than others
1: Sure. So there's actually a lot of factors that are taken into consideration when our librarians are choosing books to add to our collection, both print and digital. APL does have a material selection policy, which can be found on our website if anybody wants to dig deep and read all the bullet points. Uh, But really, we're looking for materials that spark engagement, entertainment, um, possibly provide educational content, Or just enlightenment. It's really something that is going to be also diverse and reflective of different topics or themes or content that really represents of various um, viewpoints from across our city. So multiple perspectives, opinions, cultures, languages, and identities. But there's more to it than that. We also are looking at the readability and the style of the material, the suitability for the format of library use. And so that kind of also goes into, is this something that can withstand being checked out several times, right? You know, the durability of it. Um, but we also are reviewing... Uh, Book reviews and professional journals, the publication date of this item. Is it a high demand? What's going on? Is it, you know, something that the community is asking for? Mm-hmm. Um, but we're also looking at circulation trends of our community. So those really do also influence our purchasing as far as what's happening in our city. As our city changes, our communities are changing, which then reflects what are the needs and what are sort of those um, types of materials that the community is asking for. So looking at that as well is important. Um, We definitely try to balance our collection to ensure that all members of our community have equitable access to a variety of resources. One thing I do feel I want to mention before I forget is that you can, anyone, can actually access and visit any of the library branches, even without a library card, to read a book in the library or access the computer or ask questions. And so those are all some of the great things that even if you don't have a card, you can still access. But if you are an account holder, you are actually also able to submit up to four suggested title submissions per month. And those suggestions, every single one of them are reviewed um, for consideration by a librarian.
0: Hmm. And Okay. Other than the suggestions, how do the books that you select get on your radar in the first place? You mentioned um, things that are maybe, I I guess, selling well, trending well, but what about the other types of books that are maybe not going to hit a bestsellers list, but still might be relevant for your community?
1: Sure. So kind of going back to even a previous question, we lean on those genres or Mm -hmm. those subjects, right? That really are being asked for from our community. And so, for example, in our youth collection, the print graphic novels are constantly in circulation. Kids love those. Picture books are also very highly checked out, as well as some hands-on um, sort of kits we've been creating that are STEM backpacks. Or um, And there's also kits as well. There's two different little versions. So, we're looking at the circulation trends and how many times are those items being requested or being put on hold. So, for example, for adults, our ebooks and our demand for ebooks and audiobooks have gone up tremendously, while as DVDs are still definitely in demand. Um, and then, generally, for our general, just kind of overview, the other things we also look at holistically are what are other needs or things that the community is asking for. So, for example, hotspots and meeting room spaces, those are things that we're also looking to kind of see how we can fill those needs as well.
0: Interesting. So you mentioned ebooks, if there is an ebook and or audiobook component to a title, is that a factor in you bringing it in?
1: Well, yes, it can be, but it's not the only factor. Um, but it is helpful. So we have seen, especially since the pandemic, our digital adult circulation has increased by over 300% since wow. 2019. So we definitely do take into consideration whether a book is also available in digital format, but it's not limiting. If a book is only available in print, that's okay too. Um, what's really kind of the jackpot is if a title is available in print, ebook, And audiobook. Um, So then we can purchase all of those formats, because then we're really able to really serve readers at a faster rate of delivery. Because some folks might say, oh, the print book is not available right now, but I can go ahead and download the audiobook and I can listen to it as I'm driving in Austin traffic.
0: they <laughs> <laughs> will have plenty of time. <laughs> They'll
1: have plenty of time. They'll finish the book in no time. Right. Uh-huh. You might so, need to. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, so, I mean, it's, it's not limiting, but it is an, it is a nice bonus if it's available.
0: Got it. For the author who is very passionate about having their book in the library, is it a matter then of them individually going to libraries and suggesting their own book? Is that the best way for them to sort of get it on your desk?
1: Authors are really encouraged to go ahead and submit their suggested title um, if they are a library account holder, and then all of the titles that are submitted are reviewed and then looked at, like I said, various types of considerations as far as, again, that format, how is it going to hold up the topic, the theme? Is it reflective of our communities? Um, So all books are taken into consideration. And then one of the great things is that if a book is selected to be added into the collection, when APL adds that record into what is basically our catalog, which then allows customers to find it. It also becomes discoverable in something called WorldCat, which is a union catalog, where then other library systems can also see how many other libraries and which libraries own a title and uh, how many copies they have. So that's one way that we are trying to help those local authors in, in cataloging and adding those books to the collection once they are reviewed and if selected.
0: Okay. So does that mean that if it gets into one library and is visible in WorldCat, it has a stronger chance of being picked up in other libraries?
1: I believe so, because that is one of the tools. Again, there's several different factors that are taken into consideration when selecting a book, but that is a tool that librarians use. To to evaluate engagement, popularity, interest in titles.
0: So I have heard authors take one of two viewpoints on library sales in general. With the first being, yes, I want my book in libraries because it's it's another layer of uh, community that we can reach, and more people who will talk about the book, leave a review, even um, create word of mouth. And then there's a second school of thought, which is it's going to cannibalize. My print sales if someone can read it for free. So what's your take (laughs) on that? And also, how have you seen libraries impact an author's career, really?
1: Sure. So ultimately, I think the goal of authors is to engage readers, right? To get their books out there, to get people interested in their story and vested in what they're writing. And so libraries are a great segue to capture that audience. So Even though libraries themselves will purchase copies for customers that will ultimately be borrowed for free, if a reader really becomes enthralled and interested, invested in that series, they're more likely then to purchase their own copy or to attend that author event for an autographed copy. Copy, that they, you know, squirrel away on the shelf and then they have their, that's the don't touch copy. And then this <laughs> is the copy they go through and then read again over and over, or they loan out to friends. Um, so I really believe that libraries can help authors get their work into the public and really generate that excitement about their work. And then readers frequently to, they check out books at the library to try out a new author and then if they find they discover that one that they absolutely are like oh my god I have to read everything this person writes then they're going to essentially go and purchase those books themselves right it's just kind of that nice sort of a taste test it's, it's, a, it's a great you know I that's how I think of the library collection it's a great taste test for people to kind of dip their toe and discover what it is they like
0: uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think that discoverability element that the libraries bring is huge. And especially as we really need people to stumble upon something for the first time to give it a shot. It's increasingly difficult to do that online or on Amazon to find nice. a book that you've never heard of before. So uh, I'm I'm alongside you in that school of thought. <laughs> <laughs> now, talking about um, how libraries promote authors or their books to the community. Can you talk about some of those programs or things an author might experience in terms of working with the library to promote the book?
1: Absolutely. So there's, I couldn't go on and on about this part. Um, so the Austin Public Library definitely strives to promote our books and our programming to customers through a variety of formats and methods. So we do have a lot of online presence, whether that's through Facebook, which is English and Spanish, the new X. <laughs> Twitter, you know, formerly Twitter X, which is also in English and Spanish. We have Instagram. We have a newsletter, a blog. We also have web pages um, of staff picks, LinkedIn. Um, so we provide a lot of different online ways to promote our books and programming. And then in person, if you visit our branches, there's always some sort of flyer posted of something new. Um, even stepping into the elevator at the Central Library, that little um, Clear sort of acrylic sign holder that's right above the buttons is constantly changed out. Mm-hmm. Even myself, I walk in the elevator um, every other day, and I'm I see it's changed, and I I myself go up and read it and see what's going on, what's coming. There's also a use events calendar. There's typically posters, um, chalkboard signs at a library, digital flyers, and then also the large television screens are rotating different things going on that we're highlighting. So we really try to improve how we are advertising and reaching our audiences. Because one of the saddest things to hear is when you hear a community member say, I didn't know the library offered that, Mm -hmm. or I didn't know the library had that. Um, So we're really working on trying to promote that as much as we can. To kind of tap into your question about connecting with the community, we also have a team that's dedicated specifically to work with our community, and that's the Programs and Partnerships team. And they plan and coordinate programming across all of the branches, as well as we have an outreach team who focuses on going out into the community through our bookmobile and then our newest pop-up van. And so they really do strive to involve our community and and get our programming out there.
0: I'd love to hear about all of those events and things that you're doing to get out in the community. So if an author wanted to get involved in something like that, do they, did they pitch you an event or should they just kind of watch to see what's going on and try to get involved in the stuff that you schedule or how does that work?
1: Great question. So the classes and programming or book clubs, they kind of organically come from branch staff suggestions, as well as the program and partnerships team. Uh, But the other thing is we actually do have a collaboration request form on our website under the contact us section. And so people from the community can reach out to us and suggest programming partnerships. So Say, for example, someone is a writer about a certain subject matter and they would like to teach a class on that topic as maybe an APL program, they can submit it through that form for then the programs and partnerships team to review. And something else I do want to mention is that APL is definitely aware of the big community of writers in the Austin community. So, from being major bestseller authors to self published writers, and we are interested in supporting those folks. And so, we are actually developing a local authors event to celebrate all of these authors. And so this event will be taking place at our central library in May of 2024. So local authors should keep an eye out on our website and social media for more details.
0: I love that. And we are of course talking about the Austin library because Greenleaf Book Group is headquartered in Austin, but I would just encourage authors who are listening and who aren't in Austin to just I would assume that most libraries have this type of program and maybe they don't have the resources on the website, but that you could reach out and suggest these types of collaborations, events, and just get involved in general.
1: Absolutely. I think that's one of the things that makes libraries so appealing is that they're so welcoming. And if you're ever not sure about something, it never hurts to ask. Librarians' favorite thing to do is share information. So (laughs) if you're not sure, just ask, submit a question, whether it's online through the chat feature or walking into a branch and librarians and library folks are more than willing to provide anything and everything that they can to help you out.
0: Awesome. So we've talked a bit about how libraries can support and do support authors, but let's turn the tables and how can our authors and and even just our book lovers support libraries?
1: We do have a library foundation that I do want to mention is also helping us host that local author event. They are a nonprofit um, community foundation partner so supporting them is one way but also supporting APL by showing up at the ballot box when there's something to support libraries that's important attending adult programming that's a great way just helping us and letting us know was this successful was this a topic you were interested in and if not then Throw out those ideas of what you would like to see. Um, But then also expressing just that gratitude or valuable experiences of visiting your libraries, even through your own social media avenues. So sometimes our most exciting finds are like... (gasps) did you see this post on Facebook or on what is now X Mm -hmm. um, of, you know, someone who checked this book out or attended this program and really loved it. And then they shared it with their community. Like that's, um, I I think what the most recent one that came to mind was that they shared it on their Facebook neighborhood, Facebook page. So then people in the neighborhood saw it. So they could then see the value in that branch that's, in their neighborhood. So it's not like it's something out of touch. It's right there. We are really trying to bring down those barriers for our folks. And so becoming fine free offering enhanced library cards, and just being a welcoming place for all community members. Um, And so just sharing that love with us is a great way to support us.
0: Fantastic. Well, you've given us some great advice today. Any parting wisdom for our listeners?
1: I would say one thing would be to let your city council member know how much you appreciate and utilize the library for yourself and your family. Share again with your friends all about APL, the wonderful resources and programs that are available for free and um, just be a goodwill ambassador on behalf of APL. Awesome. Yes. Love your libraries.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Christina. We appreciate it.
1: Yes. Thank you.
0: That's it for our episode today with Christina. We hope you enjoyed learning about working with your local library. For notes and resources from today's show, go to greenleafbookgroup.com slash episode 80. You can also find advice for writing, publishing, and promoting your work in my book, Ideas, Influence, and Income, which you can learn more about at ideasinfluenceandincome.com. A big thank you to Madison Johnson, who produces the published podcast, and to our five star reviewers, tired superheroine, financial samurai, Leslie Steinberg, and aspiring author one. Thank you for your support. And we will be back with another episode on the last Tuesday of next month.